Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Bart McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Our guest today is Prabha Mitchell from the Women Entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan, or WESC, as we often hear them called. She's going to talk about what motivated her to look at an opportunity working with hundreds or thousands of entrepreneurs across our province. So welcome, Prabha. Thank you, Bart. Such a pleasure to have you here today. So let's start there. Hundreds or thousands of entrepreneurs? So we have about 750 members that are part of uh, WESC across Saskatchewan. Wow, that's a very significant number. Mm -hmm. And fairly evenly spread across our province, north and south, east and west? Most of our members uh, reside in Saskatoon and Regina, of course. Okay, in the two larger cities? Two larger cities, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, awesome. All right, well, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you come to work with women entrepreneurs? And I guess maybe I should ask at the beginning of our broadcast, uh, is it better for me to call them women entrepreneurs or WESC? WESC is the new brand. Okay, thank you. uh, And it is women entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan, but known as WESC now. Um, in my previous role, I, um, I was the leader of an accounting designation. Mm-hmm. That was at a time when we had three accounting designations, the chartered accountants, the CAs, the CMAs, the management accountants, and then the certified general accountants. They've been around for three, uh, 30 years as rivals mm-hmm. and um, competing um, designations. Um, so in 2012, um, it was the third time in the history of, of the accounting profession that um, the three groups came together mm-hmm. to unify the profession of accounting to create CPA. And so I was part of um, the core group um, that created CPA in Saskatchewan and the legislation in Saskatchewan. Wow. Um, needless to say, it was one of the most political undertakings. Yes, I actually remember that at the time where I was working. Mm-hmm. To, to put three you know, rival groups in a room and then come to uh, a consensus um, on, on several aspects of creating the new organization. Absolutely. But once CPA was created, I was looking for my next opportunity when I was phoned one day um, by one of the board members and asked to consider um, this opportunity as the CEO of uh, then known as Women Entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan. Very nice. Yeah. That sounds like a, a very interesting time, Prabha, and I can imagine that the lessons learned from something like that were, f- were probably fairly significant. Is there anything from that time in your life that you found that you've carried over now to your role with WESC? Absolutely. Um, you know, through the merger discussions, I mean, one of the critical aspects that that uh, stood out was uh, our ability to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Um and we would often spend our days talking about, is this really a hill to die on? And, and you know, 
picking our battles Mm -hmm. and focusing on those wins that are really important and really critical that we we might have to give up a little Mm -hmm. to gain more. Right. And that's an important lesson even as an entrepreneur. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You can't get caught up in um, the small details, right? You really have to look at the big picture and the long term. Absolutely. Um, And it makes a huge difference in your business. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me what it was about the WESC opportunity that called to you. Um, I think it was working with the business community, working with women in particular. I didn't know too much about WESC at that point in time. But what I will say is I love my job more today than I did four and a half years ago. Okay. I have the privilege and um, the opportunity to meet some incredible female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. across Saskatchewan. I bet. And um, I enjoy that. It's very inspiring. I'm very passionate about it. Mm-hmm. But I also have the opportunity to meet some very unique, interesting male entrepreneurs as well. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned that simply because in terms of what we're doing, I think it's important to have men become part of the change we want to see happen. Sure. And I'll talk a little bit about the change we want to see happen in a little bit. Okay. But men need to be part of that conversation Mm -hmm. and they need to help mobilize that change. Excellent. Well, you know, I'm thinking back to, I think it was late in the fall um, and WESC had a press conference here in Regina uh, and I was very fortunate to have the opportunity to attend. Uh, And I remember you talking about funding and how funding varies depending on if you are uh, a man or a woman. Can you touch on that for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, I, I, use, I use this all the time and I talk about this all the time. Men and women start businesses at the same rate and maybe women actually start businesses at a greater rate. Okay. Women-owned businesses do not achieve scale to the same extent male-owned businesses do. Mm -hmm. There are several reasons because women entrepreneurs face some unique barriers. One of those barriers is access to capital. Ah. And so we have several things happening there. One, women don't ask for money. They tend to rely on their own money. So, you know, they dip into their personal um, savings. Mm -hmm. Two, when they do ask for money, they're not asking for enough money. So female-owned businesses are what we call undercapitalized. And that really impedes one's ability to scale. Oh, to, absolutely. To grow, to hire, to innovate, to diversify products, to go to different markets. So that's a second barrier. And thirdly, I mean, this is quite alarming. Um, the rejection rates for women are something like 65%. And when they I, ask and, and for I, capital. And I have to qualify that by saying because of lack of collateral. Lack of and, collateral, and, okay. And for men, it's about 35%. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a big contrast. That's huge. Can you ex- explain that a little bit more for me? So I think about uh, my own business. If I was going to apply for a loan, um, from a business standpoint, the only collateral I have, and you might be able to tell me different, is me. I'm the brains behind the operation, and I'm not about to attach my house to a business loan. Um, so do men do it different or do they have something else that they can attach to it? They will often have other things they can attach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and women these days do have their home attached to it. Okay. And that is becoming a fairly common practice it because is. we okay. are in the lending business as well. Mm-hmm. And that is becoming a common practice. Okay. But because women don't, you know, women are starting off, um, they haven't had that many years in business. Um, they haven't, don't have the business assets and the inventory perhaps that a male entrepreneur does. So there are several barriers. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and so um, you know they often reject it because of collateral and I, and I also talk about conscious and unconscious bias and so when you look at venture capital funding um, women actually don't acquire um, venture capital funds to the same extent as mm-hmm. male owners so venture capital funders tend to be a little more skeptical and their questions about female owned businesses are quite different than mm-hmm. male owned businesses okay so there is unconscious bias in that regard as well so that's very interesting to me. Um, do you also find that there's a difference between the number of men versus the number of women uh, starting uh, industrial or equipment or um, hard skill, tangible type businesses versus soft skill, freelancing, right? Yeah. Are you seeing that as well? Absolutely. So uh, most female-owned businesses tend to be in the health, human services um, sector mm-hmm. and uh uh, we don't have enough women-owned businesses in manufacturing, agriculture, technology. Mm-hmm. So these are the sectors that would be characterized as higher profit, higher growth. Yeah. And we don't have in- enough women entrepreneurs in those sectors. That's so right. Part of the change that we need to see happen is um, shifting, you know, shifting where women are um, starting their businesses and growing their businesses. Mm-hmm. And this is what we call the the gender entrepreneurship gap, the lack of representation in some of these sectors. And then the fact that women-owned businesses don't scale to the same extent as male-owned businesses creates the gender economic gap. Mm -hmm. So I recognize that this next comment doesn't necessarily tie to what you're talking about. But one of the things that I learned when I became a parent 10 years ago was all of those uh, fallacies that we had, had always heard about how boys are um, encouraged to do different things than girls. I never really believed it because I had never lived it. Um, And I've always had a very strong propensity towards technology. Uh, So for me, I never felt it. But I'm seeing it in my own kids at the earliest of years. Um, So my son is 10, my daughter is 11. And yes, I only became a parent 10 years ago. (laughs) So do the math there. Mm -hmm. Um, But but I see how in the classroom, girls are being rewarded and they have fantastic teachers. Like this is not a, a teacher criti- criticism at all. But I can see how girls are rewarded for following the rules, staying in a box, being quiet, where boys are bouncing off the walls. And again, not a criticism, but they are encouraged to think differently and see differently and and. I was quite taken aback by that as I saw it. And of course, here's me, the ultimate parent behind both my kids, you know, telling my daughter, who cares? Fight back, you know, push out of that box. And I don't think as society, we don't see that enough, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so from the very beginning, we have a very traditional idea of what a boy is and a girl is and, you know, what they're supposed to do. And I tell you, if you don't fit inside that box, it's no wonder 20 years later when they're looking for funding, it's it's still a different game. It's not the, the same level playing field. And this is not just about stereotypes. And I think that is really the, the role that WESC is playing is getting people, communities, government to understand this is not just about gender. Mm-hmm. It is about an economic case. 
It is about a business case to support women entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. because advancing gender equality through entrepreneurial activity could potentially add another 150 billion to 420 billion Mm -hmm. by 2026. Wow. So that's not that far away. That's seven years from now. So this is not just the right thing to do. It's the smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important for communities and people and governments and business sector to understand this equation. So Prabhu, let me ask you, if that business case is complete and we we can see the additional uh, revenue that would be earned, why aren't more businesses saying yes? Why aren't more capital funders saying yes and taking that risk? I think we've taken a long time to make that case, okay. but I think we are here now and it's going to take some time to make that shift. Mm-hmm. It's an economic shift. It's a cultural shift. And it's a paradigm shift mm-hmm. because people tend to see this as a gender and a diversity issue. And we're saying, hey, it is, it's more than gender. It is an economic issue. It's a lost economic development opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take time for people to buy into that paradigm, to understand that paradigm. Yes. But I think we're making some change. Okay. Well, that sounds good. All right. Well, let's move on to some lighter topics because that's certainly a very, I think, intense topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just sense that it's something that you really have some personal passion about. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we got to talk about it. Um, tell me, what does a, a day look like for you? Um, you actually work in Saskatoon, but you're down here in Regina for a couple of days. So tell me, what does a day in the life of Prabha look like? Yeah. Um, insane. We <laughs> capture it. Um, you know, I, I tend to thrive in a, in a fast-paced, dynamic, unpredictable environment. Um, quite honestly, my day begins at 5.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, it's because I go to the gym to work out or I'm on a plane, early 7 a.m. plane to Regina. And um, I spend a lot of time meeting with people or working with my team. Mm-hmm. And I have a management team. And so providing leadership, providing direction, guidance, um, working a lot with people in the community because I'm quite involved in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm in Regina uh, as much as possible for the uncorked events every third Thursday. I mean, every third Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just love being here. And I have shaken with a twist in uh, Saskatoon that I try not to miss. And yeah. so I think... Um, you know, just like any entrepreneur, my day is actually consumed in terms of people, managing people, mm-hmm. making sure the organization is financially sustainable, mm-hmm. making sure we're building the brand and building the profile of the organization, um, and essentially um, making sure the organization is moving towards the vision. That's right. Yeah. And what is WESC's vision? That a day will come when, uh, in Saskatchewan, when mm-hmm. ma- male entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs have an equal opportunity to achieve success and be recognized. And essentially, in a, in a nutshell, it means that a day will come when organization like WESC does not have to exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember when WESC was founded. And um, so I, I can't remember how old I was, but I remember the news coverage from back then because it was very pink and fluffy and pretty perfume and it was very feminine Mm -hmm. Uh, and the media was not particularly supportive at Mm -hmm. at that point in time because it was another initiative that many saw Mm -hmm. as funding something that was unnecessary Mm -hmm. Um, so how many years later are we now how long has West West was founded in 1996 1996 okay Um, so you've been around for 20 years 
More than 20 years, yeah? Yes, 23. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm a creative type, not a math type. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for 23 years. So let's talk about that long-term vision. Uh, You alluded to men early in our conversation. Uh, What can you tell me about that? Yeah, so WESC, I have to say this, WESC will always be focused on women. Mm -hmm. That is our mandate, and that is our cause, cause, and that's what we're passionate about, closing that gender entrepreneurship gap. But in order to make change happen, we need to deal with and work with male entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that male entrepreneurs um, are part of some incredible networks. And, you know, male entrepreneurs benefit from some incredible mentors. Yes. And that male entrepreneurs are quite well connected in the community. And so we need to make sure women have access to those networks, mm-hmm. that women have access to those role models and mentors, and that women can be sponsored by male entrepreneurs, meaning that some of these established male entrepreneurs can open some doors Mm -hmm. for women entrepreneurs, get them connected to the right people, to the right opportunities. So I think it's really important for men to understand what we're doing, Mm -hmm. to understand the business case behind what we're doing, and to be part of this change. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you talk about some of the early ways that men are getting involved? So one thing WESC has done is we've got what's called um, an associate membership category. Okay. So men can become associate members. Mm-hmm. So we're finding that uh, men come out to our um, networking events mm-hmm. and, and support our female entrepreneurs when, okay. they're, when they're being showcased and featured. Um, men are speaking at our conference. Mm-hmm. Men are supporting our, our annual conference. Um, I think men are much more open to have the dialogue around how can they support women entrepreneurs and their businesses scale, so possibly, you know, in a mentorship role. Mm-hmm. So I think I think we're engaging men, okay. and I think it's important for men to understand that we want to have that conversation mm-hmm. and we want to collaborate with them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So Prabha, how would you respond then to the question, um, as a member, um, what's a good example? Well, let's use one of the speakers at the conference in May. Uh, he's a male from Alberta very well respected in his field. He competes against a number of your members. So how would you respond to that concern from members? How would you sort of help folks understand why it's important for, for, I don't want to say outsiders, but that's the words that pops into my brain to an outsider coming in and, and talking with members as opposed to a member. So I think if we remove the gender aspect mm-hmm. and Let's put Manjeet Minhas in the equation. We're looking at one of the strongest female entrepreneurs in Canada Mm -hmm. coming from outside of Saskatchewan to share her expertise Mm -hmm. and her knowledge and her wisdom and her skills. Right. And so I think it would be the same. We're not taking something away from our women entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but how do you use this opportunity where you have somebody that's really an expert in their field? Mm -hmm. How do you use that opportunity being in the room with them to tap into that knowledge, that skill set, that experience? How can you gain from it, grow from it? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an opportunity. Um, when we are in the room with those kind of people, like like Manjeet Menhas, for example, mm-hmm. there's a tremendous opportunity for us to learn right. and to grow. Yeah. So what I really like about what you said, and I think what I would add to that, is the value that someone else brings to the table far outweighs the value of keeping them out. 
Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what business you're in, you're mm-hmm. going to compete with someone mm-hmm. and competition is a healthy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think about some of the questions that I've been asked based on the work that I do with you folks and, and there are, there are lots of competitors out there, but the more value that you as an organization can bring to your members, then the stronger your members will be as a whole. Absolutely. And it's exposure, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if Wes can facilitate that exposure and, and that connection with people that you and I would generally not be able to connect with, I mm-hmm. think there's a great deal of value to that. Yes, Male absolutely. or female. Yeah, I, gender is, is probably not even a factor that influences something like that, right? Yeah. Yes. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Okay. So, um, tell us about some of the initiatives that you have happening at West. Then you've mentioned Shaken with a Twist. Uh, you mentioned Uncorked, which of course happened last night. Uh, so tonight. it's tonight. Last night. Oh, last night. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, uh, some of the other initiatives. Right. So um, we're really excited about Uncorked in Regina. I have to I have to emphasize that it's a it's our signature event. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shaken with a Twist has been happening for many years in Saskatoon, but Uncorked is new. We started with an event called Connect last right. year, and then last fall we created Uncorked. Mm-hmm. We've had some spectacular speakers, some a stellar oh, lineup wonderful of speakers. speakers. Right? Mm-hmm. And um, last night was um, Dr. Gina Grandi, the Dean of the Hill Business School. Um, always very inspiring and dynamic. She's a fantastic lady. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the one other initiative that I think is really important for the future of WESC is MATSTIC. And MATSTIC yes, is a program to um, support Indigenous women entrepreneurs start and grow a business. Mm-hmm. The project is done March 2020, okay. but we've had some incredible traction. Uh, we have an advisory council uh, for that project. Uh, right now we're in phase two, so business planning training um, in seven communities across wow. Saskatchewan. So we're in the middle of the Saskatoon um, business planning training, six mm-hmm. weeks, three hours each week. We have something like 30 women. We had uh, a workshop. We had a six-week series in Fort Capel, Regina. We'll be going to no- North Battleford and PA. And so mm-hmm. it's just incredible to see Indigenous women really participating strongly. And, and we know we're making an impact. Uh, and phase three is having them come back to us for business advising and financing. Excellent. So I'm very excited about that project. Yeah. And, you know, probably I would think that if women are being declined 60 65% of the time, then Indigenous women are probably being declined 95% Absolutely. of the time. The, That's an so uphill women battle. Have, you know, unique barriers, women mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, but Indigenous women have those unique barriers and a few additional barriers, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Um, Matstick, so, is, is a big one for us as well this year. You can expect to hear from us about a new program to support women scale up their business. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for 2019. That, mm-hmm. sh- that should happen this year. Okay. But I think you will still see um, us in the news, in the media. Absolutely. Working with government, pushing our um, advocacy agenda around closing the gender entrepreneurship gap. Mm-hmm. We're not going away. We're going to keep pushing at that. Yeah. We're going to have to have people understand that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not going to be done in 2019. Um, we want to make that business case for why we need to invest in women entrepreneurs. Excellent. That is fantastic. We are nearly out of time. Um, any final comments that you'd like to share? Words of wisdom uh, for someone who's maybe thinking about, you know, a career like yours or becoming an entrepreneur? 
I would say courage, you know, and, and when people ask me about the most defining quality or attribute about being a leader and, and, and leading the organization I lead, I think we need to mirror the attributes of, of entrepreneurs, courage, resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, you fall down, you pick up, pick yourself up and you, you know, do battle the next day. You keep moving and you don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, for me personally, you know, I see life in, in two segments. The first part of your life and the first half of your life is, is spent building legitimacy and mm-hmm. credibility. And the second half of your life is spent building a legacy. And I am at that part in my life okay. um, where I think about, you know, what is the legacy? What's the impact? And it's mm-hmm. an important part of one's lifetime. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, tell me, how should someone get a hold of WESC? Um, you can go on our website, which mm-hmm. is west.ca, okay. or you can call us at 477-7173, um, or you can email general inquiries, um, which is at west.ca. Excellent. Well, and Prabha, I can certainly say as a member, I know I have always had some fantastic support from your team. Uh, anytime I've had a question, anytime I've had something that I wanted to talk about, uh, your team was always very very open, open to the discussion, open to ideas, open to suggestions. Um, and so I have certainly enjoyed my opportunity to work with WESC as well. We have an incredible team. You do, definitely. Well, folks, we are out of time. So I'd like to thank Prabha for joining us today to talk about WESC and the changes that are happening in that organization. Um, and I need to find my notes. Here we go. I will be back on the 3rd of April and I will be back with Dan Banesh from Barter Pay another local Regina business really changing the landscape in how businesses scale and grow and drive new year at a time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on the secret life of entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at above the fold CA. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.